Chapter Eleven of the Bobbsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Motor Boat. Mr. Bobbsey arose to answer the telephone, which big hotels put in the rooms of their guests nowadays, instead of sending a bellboy to knock and say that the traveler is wanted. I wonder who wants us, murmured Mr. Bobbsey. The children looked disappointed that the telling of the story had to be stopped. Hello, said their father into the telephone. Then he listened and seemed quite surprised at what he heard. Yes, I'll be down in a little while, he went on. Tell him to wait. What is it? asked Mrs. Bobbsey. Was that Cousin Jasper? Oh, no, indeed, her husband answered. Though he is much better, he is not quite well enough to leave the hospital yet and come to see us. That was an old sea captain, talking from the main office of the hotel downstairs. "'Is he going to take us for a trip on the ocean?' asked Bert eagerly. "'Well, that's what he wants to do, or rather he wants me to see about a big motor-boat in which to take a trip. Cousin Jasper sent him to me. But let me finish what I was saying about the island, and then I'll tell you about the sea captain.' Mr. Bobbsey hung up the telephone receiver and took his seat between Flossie and Freddie, where he had been resting in an easy chair, telling the story. "'Cousin Jasper,' went on Mr. Bobbsey, "'was quite ill on the island, and so was Jack Nelson. Just how long they stayed there, waiting for a boat to come and take them off, they do not know. At least Cousin Jasper does not know.' "'Doesn't that boy Jack Nelson know?' asked Bert. No, for he wasn't taken off the island, said Mr. Bobbsey, and that is the strange part of Cousin Jasper's story. He himself, after a hard time on the island, must have fallen asleep, in a fever probably. When he awakened, he was on board a small steamer being brought back to St. Augustine. He hardly knew what happened to him until he found himself in the hospital. There he slowly got better until he was well enough to write and ask me to come to see him. He wanted me to do something that no one else would do. And what is that? asked Mrs. Bobbsey. He wants me to get a big motor boat and go with him to this island and get that boy, Jack Nelson. Is that boy still on the island? asked Mrs. Bobbsey. Why, how long ago was this? About three weeks, her husband answered. Cousin Jasper does not know whether or not the boy is still there, but he is afraid he is. You see, when the boat came to rescue Mr. Dent, as my cousin is called at the hospital, they did not take off with him his boy friend. The sailors of the rescue ship said they saw Cousin Jasper's canvas flag fluttering from a pole stuck up in the beach, and that brought them to the island. They found Cousin Jasper unconscious in a little cave-like shelter near shore and took him away with them. Didn't they see the boy? asked Nan. No, he was not in sight, the sailors afterward told Mr. Dent. They did not look for anyone else, not knowing that two had been shipwrecked on the island. They thought there was only one, and so Cousin Jasper alone was saved. When he grew better and the fever left him, he tried to get someone to start out in a boat to go to the island and save that boy, but no one would go. Why not? asked Mrs. Bobbsey. 
because they thought Cousin Jasper was still out of his mind from fever. They said the sailors from the rescue ship had seen no one else, and if there had been a boy on the island, such a person would have been near Mr. Dent. But no one was seen on the island, and so they thought it was all a dream of Cousin Jasper's. "'And maybe that poor boy is there yet,' exclaimed Mrs. Bobbsey. "'That's what my cousin is afraid of,' her husband said. "'And that is why he sent for me, his nearest relative. "'He knew I would believe him, and not imagine he was dreaming. "'So he wants me to hire for him, as he is rich, a motor-boat, "'and go to this island to rescue the boy if he is still there. "'Cousin Jasper thinks he is.' He thinks the boy must have wandered away, and so was not in sight when the rescue ship came, or perhaps he was asleep or ill further from the shore. At any rate, that's Cousin Jasper's strange story, and now he wants us to help him see if it's true, see if the boy is still on the island waiting to be rescued. How can you find the island? asked Nan. Cousin Jasper says he will go with us and show us the way. The sea captain who called me up just now from down in the office of the hotel is a man who hires out motorboats. Cousin Jasper knows him and sent him to see me, as I am to have charge of everything, Mr. Dent not yet being strong enough to do so. And are you going to do it? asked Mrs. Bobbsey. Oh, yes, her husband said. I came here to help Cousin Jasper, and if he wants me to set off on a sea voyage— to rescue a poor lonely boy from an island, why, I'll have to do it. May we go? eagerly asked Bert. Yes, I think so. Cousin Jasper says he wants me to get for him a big motorboat, one large enough for all of us. We will have quite a long trip on the deep blue sea, and if we find that the boy has been taken off the island by some other ship, then we can have a good time sailing about. But first we must go to the rescue. "'It's just like a story in a book,' cried Nan, clapping her hands. "'Is they—are there oranges and bananas there?' asked Freddy. "'Where?' his father asked. "'On the island where the boy is.' "'Well, I don't know,' answered Mr. Bobbsey. "'Perhaps bananas may grow there, though I doubt it. "'It is hardly warm enough for them.' "'Well, let's go anyhow,' said Freddy. "'We can have some fun.' Yes, said Flossie, who always wanted to do whatever her small brother did. We can have some fun. But we are not going for fun, first of all, said Mr. Bobbsey. We are going to try to rescue this poor boy, who may be sick and alone on the island. After we get him off, or find that he has been taken care of by someone else, then we will think about good times. And now, my dear, said Mr. Bobbsey to his wife, the question is, would you like to go? Will it be dangerous, she asked. No, I think not. No more so than coming down on the big ship. It is now summer, and there are not many storms here then, and we shall be in a big motorboat with a good captain and crew. Cousin Jasper told me to tell you that. We shall sail for a good part of the time, or rather motor, around among islands. "'so each day we shall not be very far from some land. "'Would you like to go?' "'Please say yes, Mother,' begged Bert. "'We'd like to go,' added Nan. "'Well,' answered Mrs. Bobbsey slowly, "'it sounds as if it would be a nice trip. 
That is, it will be nice if we can rescue this poor boy from the lonely island. Yes, she said to her husband, I think we ought to go. But it is strange that Cousin Jasper could not get anyone from here to start out before this. They did not believe the tale he told of the boy having been left on the island, said Mr. Bobbsey. They thought Cousin Jasper was still out of his head and had perhaps dreamed this. He was very anxious to get someone started in a boat for the island, but no one would go, so he had to send for me. And you'll go, exclaimed Bert. Yes, we'll all go. Now that I have told you Cousin Jasper's strange story, I'll go down and talk to the sea captain. I want to find out what sort of motorboat he has and when we can get it. When are we going to start for the island? asked Bert. And what's the name of it? Nan questioned. Is it where Robinson Crusoe lived? queried Freddy. I'll have to take turns answering your questions, said Mr. Bobbsey with a laugh. In the first place, Bert will start as soon as we can. That is, as soon as Cousin Jasper is able to leave the hospital. That will be within a few days, I think. As the doctor said, a sea voyage would do him good. And, too, the sooner we start, the more quickly we shall know about this poor boy. As for the name of the island, I don't know that it has any. Cousin Jasper didn't tell me if it has. We can name it after we get there if we find it has not already been called something. And I don't believe it is the island where Robinson Crusoe used to live, Freddy. So now that I have answered all your questions, I think I'll go down and talk to the captain. Flossie and Freddy were in bed when their father came back upstairs and Nan and Bert were getting ready for slumberland, for it was their first day ashore after the voyage, and they were tired. "'Did you get the motorboat?' asked Bert. "'Not yet,' his father answered with a laugh. "'I am to go to look at it in the morning. "'May I come?' "'Yes, but go to bed now. It is getting late.' Mr. and Mrs. Bobbsey stayed up a little longer, talking about many things and sending a few postcards to friends at home, telling of the safe arrival in St. Augustine. Freddy was up early the next morning, standing with his nose flattened against the front window of the hotel rooms, where the Bobbseys were stopping. "'I see one!' he cried. "'I see one!' "'What?' asked Flossie. "'A motorboat?' "'No, but another colored lady, and she's got an awful big basket on her head.' Come and look, Flossie, maybe it'll fall off. But nothing like that happened, and after breakfast Mr. Bobbsey suggested that the whole family set out to see some of the sights of St. Augustine, the oldest city of the United States, and also to go to the wharf and view the motorboat. Can't we send some postcards before we start, Mother? questioned Nan eagerly. Certainly, returned Mrs. Bobbsey. I think I'll send a few to my friends, said Bert, and he and Nan spent some time picking out the postcards. Even Flossie insisted upon it that she be allowed to send several to her best friends at home. I wish I had room to tell you all the things the children saw, the queer old streets and houses, the forts and rivers, for there are two rivers near the old city. But the Bobbsey twins were as anxious as I know you must be to see the motorboat and hear more about the trip to the island to save the lonely boy, so I will go on to that part of our story.
End of chapter 11